<laughs> this is all a little bit new and yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome to On The Reg. I'm Jason Downs and I'm here with my good friend Thesis Whisperer for an emergency broadcast episode of On The Reg where we talk about work, but you know, not in a boring way. Practical, implementable productivity hacks to help you lead a more balanced life. And this week... We tackle what you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed by lockdown or other similar situations which are out of your control. Please note, though, that even though Inga and I are both doctors, Inga's PhD is in architecture and mine's in management, we're not medically trained and we're certainly not psychologists. If you're feeling the impacts of COVID lockdown or are generally feeling overwhelmed, please go and see a qualified medical practitioner. Talk to the experts. They are here to help. That being said, both Inga and I are trained to read research and think deeply about it. So tonight we look at some of that and we're trying to distill some ideas that we hope are helpful. We're also here to let you know that you are not alone. We feel you. Oh, yes, we do. Inga, how you doing? Well, Jason, look, I don't want to say because I'm in Canberra and I'm not locked down and I don't want to lie, I've been out and about like a lot. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've been having chats with Melbourne friends over the last week and especially today. Uh, I think the summary is everyone is furious um, and sad and having all the feelings and there's a general feeling out there that, um, you know, if this was the gymnastics of the pandemic, Australia did really well on the double backwards flip but now we're flubbing the dismount. Um, oh, yes. We're close. We're not vaccinated. I know you stood in a queue to get vaccinated for six hours. So I'm going to throw to you, Jason, lockdown, Jason. I'm sorry for the return of lockdown, Jason. How's it been? <sighs> lockdown, Jason, can you see? I'm, I'm, le- I'm letting my beard grow like instantly as soon as it was announced. It's like, like, let's make it grow out again. As we record this, today is Wednesday the 2nd of June, and uh, earlier today our seven-day lockdown, we were day six into a seven-day lockdown for people who are in other parts of the world. Um we Melbourne had a snap lockdown because of a new COVID breach uh, and uh, the new variant, which is known that they've renamed COVID variants now by Greek alphabet letters. Oh, that's a that? nice ch- new twist. No, yeah. So instead of um, instead of calling them the Indian variant or the South African variant, which they thought was kind of stigmatizing to those particular locations, whether that they've just gone with Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon. And all the rest nice. of the Greek <laughs> Greek alphabet, of which I'm I know there's 24 letters, but I don't know what the others are. <laughs> but so, so, so which this, one are we dealing with? We're dealing with Kappa. 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 Mm. So yeah, not Warwick, but uh, yes, Kappa. So uh, our seven day lockdown. Uh, the uh, what's his name? The deputy premier came on today and uh, announced a further seven days. So we're through here until the next, I think, the ninth. This is not cool. To be clear, I support the measures, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. So in response to all of that, uh, there's been a bit of hyper self-care going on. Last night I was in bed by eight and uh, I found myself streaming episodes of the IT crowd on Netflix <laughs> to try and give myself a few laughs. Yes. Uh, it, it, like that show holds up reasonably well, right? Like it's nearly 15, it's, it's 15 years old. So yes. um and actually, like, I think nerdism never really goes out of style or fashion. Like, it never had one to start with, so it hasn't got anything to lose. So uh, it actually held up pretty well. I got a few laughs. Uh, I may also have, when I was out, uh, 
uh, be doing our single piece of shopping that we're allowed to do, one person can go shopping once uh, under the COVID rules, under the lockdown rules. I may have bought two milky bars when I was supposed to be shopping for bananas and mm-hmm. then subsequently hid them from my only child. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling terribly guilty about that. I'm a terrible person, but um, at least I've got chocolate. Right? I think it's <laughs> so, important. Yeah. No judgment. And other than that, there's just been like in the Downs compound, there's just been a, a whole bunch of contingency planning going on for Epic Trip 2021. Uh, the good news is RMIT is being as flexible as it can be for that, for which I'm grateful. Uh, they're not holding me to plans that I made pre-COVID. So that's good. That that's being me. Yeah, well, let's hope that it, you've, you're leaving mid-June, right? Like end of June, right? End of June. Let's just yeah. hope we get on top of it, although it has come down to the south coast of New South Wales. There are eight people in the ACT currently in quarantine. Pretty much half of ACT goes down to the coast, especially on long, long weekends, yeah. um, and uh, there is no doubt somebody, if someone with that really infectious version that's passing with a brush of a shoulder, um, we might all be joining you soon. So I think having a lockdown theme here is just the rest of Australia um, just preparing. Call it lockdown yeah. prepping. First of all, I just wanted to acknowledge that there will be people tonight listening in in the next week or so, two weeks, that are facing a lot bigger problems than just being locked in their house with a loving yeah. family. Um, without minimising your experience, a friend of mine told me today that his brother had to get um, a, borrow some money to pay the rent because all of a sudden they just can't um, pay their rent and so people are having a terrible time. You have actually you started to do a little bit of a deep dive here and I'm wondering if you want to share some of that. What you what you looked at in the literature? In the literature, um, uh, yes. Okay, so uh, a little bit of context for everybody who's listening. Last night, I was actually having a pretty shit time of it, to be honest. Um, mm. It was Wednesday. Things uh, no Tuesday. There we go. Can't even tell the day. Tuesday. Things weren't going well. We sat down to have dinner, uh, and uh, and it just all went sideways for me. So anyway, I I completely I completely shut shut the whole system down and I'm like, I'm going to bed. Screw you, Tuesday. <laughs> was <laughs> that I was, when I texted you and said we should do an episode? <laughs> I was literally in bed. I just got into bed and then you you sent me this text message checking in on me, which thank you so much. That was so nice. Mm. Um thank you for checking in. Um, and then we kind of we decided that we'd do an emergency broadcast because it would be good for it would be good for us. Um so I went to bed, slept for 11 hours. Like I just kind of erased the day and then got up this morning and with the question, the burning question in my mind, which was um, why do coping strategies work? So not sort of starting with the idea of, you know, what can I do? Like what are some coping strategies? Because I know that, that Google will give me like BuzzFeed 10 best coping strategies for Melbourne 2021 or something like that. And I, was like, I didn't need that. I was like, well, why do they work, right? Like, what's mm. going on there? Mm. So, off to the literatures, right? I love, I, I love that we're trained in this stuff. It's great. So, I googled around and um, lots of noodling, and I was able to find. I ended up on a site which is, uh, I'm just looking for it, this the Semmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior, which appears to be part of the University of California or UCLA, and. Um, 
and they looked at at uh, summarizing some of the literature around coping strategies. And I found this um, found this interesting paragraph in there, and I'll read it out uh, to kind of give an overview. But it says that amongst researchers, coping styles are commonly assigned to broad categories that draw distinctions between the methods. So Mm. I started to get a little bit interested here because they're splitting out methods from categorization, which I I quite liked. Um, So they talk to the examples that they give are instrumental coping, so referred to as kind of problem-solving focuses on ways to tackle the issue in order to reduce stress around a given situation. While emotion-focused coping gathers tools to nurture one's emotional health during a stressful period. Additionally, coping is identified as being either active or avoidant. So active coping strategies involve an awareness of the stressor, followed by attempts to reduce the negative outcome. But by contrast, avoidant coping is characterized by ignoring the issue, often resulting in activities that aid in the denial of the problem, Mm -hmm. e.g. drinking, sleeping, isolating. Now, mm. given that I like, like, given that I had went to bed yesterday and then slept for seven hours and tried mm-hmm. to actively <laughs> race the day, I'm feeling a little bit seen by that description of a, avoidant coping strategies. So, anyway, a little bit more noodling around the internet and uh, some of the research on coping led me to chapter ten in volume four of <laughs> developmental psychopathology. <laughs> As you do. As you do, right? And I'm like, and I started reading this and I'm like, oh, the psychologists, bless them, but they're quantitative yeah. studies and such a human condition. And like, I know it's black magic and it bewilders us every time, but we does. love you. We but do. The numbers, it's so tiresome. <laughs> well, this particular chapter, which is available, um, I'll pop the link in so that people can click on it and have a read if they're interested. But fair warning, it's a chapter of a book, so it's like there's a fair bit there. Um, uh, this chapter was, I found it fascinating. It was really, really well written. So I, um, I skimmed through it. I haven't really had the time to kind of read it deeply. But what I did was a connected papers search on this particular paper. And I think I broke connected papers because I like a, I think it just choked, right? Like I, I, I <laughs> so put in the DL. papers for our listeners who haven't used this amazing tool yet. It's like a social graph of papers, so it does a visualization of how papers are connected to each other. So if you put in one link, it will tell you people who cited it, um, the papers it's cited, and you see it all as these floaty little bubbles. In fact, I just tweeted it on Twitter. Um, with our conversation about it because I must admit I did laugh affectionately when you <laughs> sent me this, this picture of getting to papers. But did you break it or did you just think you broke it? What happened? I think I, I, in? Yeah, I put it in there and I just got the blank screen of death and, I'm like, oh, and I waited dear. for like a minute and I'm like, oh, I've broken mm. connected papers. Turns out I think I... I think I screwed it up. So I had another crack at it with, just with the title and, and it gave us the graph that, that we've both seen now. But um, it turns out that the research – so disclaimer here, I haven't actually read the whole chapter. Um, I've just kind of skimmed through it and there's lots in there and it's really, really interesting. But some of the highlights were um, that there's like recorded something like 400 different kinds of coping strategies that are available to people. Um, yeah, and and what I liked about this particular chapter was that they they kind of they did almost this meta analysis of all of these research papers, and they tried to break out what's 
kind of how, where they overlapped and what some of the problems were with some of them and and you know and they they also referred to them in, in different sort of age brackets as well in terms of um, children and adolescents and adults and and those sorts of things but um the the upshot or is that there's a lot of research out there on coping strategies and my simple question of why does this work turned into this kind of really big thing that I'm pretty sure people do PhDs on. And yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying reading it anyway. Well, that, I mean, it's fantastic. And considering you only had a really short amount of time to do it, you almost got us to a whole episode of On the Regs. So there was an article that we shared on Twitter with each other this week about how Amazon has got these tiny little mindfulness booths that they put in their horrible factories and people are meant to step into it and, and listen to Amazon-sanctioned mindfulness exercises, <laughs> which is like a total corruption of mindfulness and a total corruption of, you know, appearing to care about your workers. And I don't know, I just hit a wall with Amazon. Like yeah. I thought, Amazon, fuck you. Ah, right? yeah. I'm dialed into the Kindle thing. Like that's kind of inescapable for me. I have hundreds of them and that's my delivery device. But I, I, I tell myself that that's at least like not in a factory. So I'm now refusing to buy anything actually as a package from them. I went into the bookstore to buy the essentialism book. I went in and I yeah. asked for the book and they said, we don't have it. And then they ordered it. And then I found it on their shelf. Oh, right. so, and in the process of finding it on their shelf, I found a few other things as well. Yeah. So, so I've got a nice little pile to add to the other pile that I haven't read yet. So, you know. Hey, that- so quick, quick overview. Like, I'll just see if I can pull up the photo. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of, so I'm reading the sides of the book. Erin uh, Devlin's Get the Job You Really Want. What kind of yeah. picked up your attention on that one? Well, I have to teach people that employability stuff, you know, so ah, that, right. that's more for, that's more for me for my teaching. Um, okay. uh, not thinking of leaving ANU at the moment because, you know, hey, there are no other jobs. Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Birds uh, in hands. As they but say. the other one looked kind of interesting for us and I've forgotten the name of it, but if you've got the picture there. Yeah, yeah, Keith, uh, it looks to be Keith Ferrazzi leading without authority. Yeah, I thought that sounded really interesting because I think a lot of us are put in that position um, in organisations where you sort of, the task with doing things, it means you have to make other people do things for you or with you, but you can't tell them what to do. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll be well familiar with this kind of yeah. situation. Yeah. And, it, so, and in fact, yeah. the, the management discipline has got a whole bunch to say about this sort of stuff. So that actually looks like a that looks like one I might just we need a phrase for when one of us does something and then the other one just jumps on, right? <laughs> like that looks like one I should, I should just buy and just read it with you Co- and copy cat should. from Ballarat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we did do a shout out on Twitter, and uh, Sandra Penman said this. Um, uh, I think you asked how do you keep your spirits up. In, on Twitter, was that the question you asked? I think. Yeah, it was. Um, how do you? Uh, I, I use the phrase. How do you maintain high spirits? Yeah, um, and well, and Sandra yeah. said said this. I thought it was really on point. She said, "High spirits seems a bit forced. We're sitting with our feelings. We are plodding along, doing our best, and being as kind as we can to everyone. If I had the added pressure of high spirits during school, um, during school from home, work and PhD from home, I'd be a quivering mess in the corner. Uh, Sandra, we witness you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good um, call out. Yeah, um, I, I and see- and. 
yeah, toxic positivity is mm. what you call this. So um, it's it's that feeling that you have to perform that you're okay to everyone else. So it it's sometimes, you know, when people say, hey, you've got this, and you're like, really, I don't? I don't yeah. have this. And by you saying you've got this, you're putting pressure on me to have it, and I don't have it right now. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. How, how do you feel about that that idea of toxic positivity, Jason? Uh, I, I definitely, like, I, I see it. And, um, when you put it in the show notes, I was, I was drawn to thinking about, um, a a related example of this where kind of the, the, as you say, the performative aspect of this comes through. So, um, a friend of mine, we've been trying to catch up for a couple of weeks, um, to go out and have a coffee and catch up because we haven't seen each other for a little while. And um, the pandemic times when everyone's locked down is a good time to kind of restart some of those habits of going out for a walk with someone um, to kind of keep your mental health going. But it's also a good opportunity to spend a little bit of time with people outside of your house. So uh, we tried to organise that for yesterday, in fact. So, you know, my shitty day. And um, for today. So we were doing the organisation yesterday for the point being today. And um, we did that at about, uh, you know, early in the day and we were aiming for like 2 o'clock this afternoon. And in the end I had to text him and I had to own up to being just completely overwhelmed. Mm. And um, and kind of I, so I, I texted Alex and, I, and I'm like, mate, this is probably really piss you off because we've had a few goes at trying to organise this Um but I'm going to cancel for tomorrow. I'm feeling really overwhelmed by all of this. And and even if we went out for a walk tomorrow um, and a coffee, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be present for you. Mm. I would be, mm. I'd be focusing, I'd still be thinking about work and all the rest of it. So like, I just mm. want, like, I'm sorry, but can we do this on the weekend when I can actually be a little bit more present for it? And where this connects in is that I felt incredibly guilty about that. And I also felt kind of uh, vulnerable in that, like kind of owning up to the fact that, you know, I was having a pretty tough day and and it wasn't getting any better. And But the good news was, of course, that, uh, you know, Alex is a good friend and he wrote straight back and said, yeah, totally, that's fine, you know, good work for for being honest about all of that sort of stuff. Mm. But there was, there was definitely this kind of moment where, you, you put on that kind of, it's okay, I'm coping, yeah, let's go out for a walk and a coffee, I can do it all. Mm. And, in fact, really, I, I, you know, it turns out I couldn't and I was just lucky enough to have a good friend who was um, able to give me some space around that and we'll catch up on the weekends. Um, and so I owe, I owe him coffee. Well, there is, I mean, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really great that you can share that because being that vulnerable with people, it takes trust and it it's, can be difficult. And I think also we, we have to perform for a lot of friends in our life um, and it's a relief when you don't have to, but say you've got kids, you know, keeping up your spirits in front of your kids is really hard when things are tough. Um, and um, and being there for your partner, and, and we just don't have infinite resources. And it's really great that Alex, big shout out, Alex, good friendship work there, mate. You know, to be <laughs> able to just say, yeah, this is okay. Like to to hold that space for you is really important. And I think also some some PhD students did write to me both in 
in DMs and on on my timeline to say, oh, will you please tell my supervisor this? You know, mm. they're like, well, you're locked down, you can get that thing finished or whatever. And mm. and I think that's that's really unhelpful. And again, I've I've been really shocked by the behaviour of some of my colleagues uh, with their students. And I've been really also, on the other hand, pleased and surprised by how some people have really shone in this time and been able to hold space and do all those things. I want to read out this tweet from Jill Stark. You may or may not have read Jill Stark's book called High Sobriety, and then she wrote a second follow-up to that, but the first book was about her stopping drinking I mean, she wasn't, she didn't self-identify as an alcoholic, but it's a great book um, and it's just about the kind of Australian culture of drinking. Jill Stark said, live in the small, it, that's how we get through each day. Temper expectations. Your brain is under pressure. This is not the time to get shit done. Take it right back to basics and go easy on yourself. No grand plans, just small achievable goals, one foot in front of the other. And I thought that was actually really beautiful and nicely expressed, don't you think? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. It's um, it, it, the tendency sometimes. I, I like can't talk to others, but but my tendency sometimes is uh, to hold on tighter. Do you know what I mean? To work harder, to kind of grind it out, and mm-hmm. um, because you can, uh, you feel like, or well, I feel like, I can control things. Like you know, if it okay, fine, right? I'll just write this thing this email more forcefully, right? <laughs> like, and like, just get it done. But, but mm. clearly that just, you know, increases people's blood pressure and generally makes people grumpy and horrible anyway. And giving yourself some permission to look after yourself, you know, just keep it small, make those goals achievable. You're going to feel significantly better if you look back on, on your day and go, yep, that, that, yeah, that was a reasonable decide- day. Decide to do a podcast at seven o'clock on a weeknight out of your normal schedule and just like decide to play with the technology and do whatever, whatever whatever. gets you through. Yeah. Um, Shall we move on to two minute tips? I know I'm kind of driving the bus here, but I did promise you a short mini sode, and this has just turned into an ordinary length episode. But shall we skip to two minute tips? Because you've got a great one here. Yeah, um, our good friend, uh, Narelle Lemon, uh, Associate Professor Narelle Lemon from uh, the good folk at Swinburne University, known Narelle for a long time and she's a fellow whisperer as part of the Whisper Collective, has just a lovely Instagram account and I'm fairly sure that she would be okay. Is it public? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely a public account. it's public. Yeah, yeah, and you've got the hashtag there that she does use. So. Yeah, she uses the hashtag meditation54321. So meditation, the word, of course, but then the numerals, 54321. And uh, she posts these gorgeous photographs and and invites you to take a little bit of time uh, using the 54321 kind of formula. 54321, like. go. 54321, go. No, I don't think it's that wide at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but... Her one from the 10th of May, uh, which was a gorgeous photograph uh, of um, some leaves, uh, autumn leaves in Melbourne, I think from Melbourne, reads like this. Take five deep breaths. Exhale four thoughts that are not serving you. Inhale three thoughts that make you smile. Notice two people who care for you and set one intention for a walk in the fresh air tomorrow as a break. 
And, so wise. Yeah, and and I I love I love her five four three two one meditations because I always feel empowered to stop and just be in the moment when I'm reading those, and they come to me in uh, like as I'm walking around sometimes and you know feeling the busyness of life and and doing all that sort of stuff. I'm sometimes they'll pop into my mind and and I'm reminded that. Uh, I'm reminded to slow down and, and to notice what's going on around me. So, so Rally Pops on Instagram and the hashtag is meditation54321. Um, thank she you, calls, Yeah. She calls them a super quick, powerful micro moment of self-care, which if you know Narelle, you can, you can hear her saying that. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did actually invite Narelle in as our mystery guest, but she did say that she'd actually had a few glasses of relaxation relaxing beverage and she felt like well it'd be funny it probably wouldn't she probably wouldn't be in her best so she did however dm me a couple of tips so she she pointed to her social clean on twitter or instagram and the hashtag which mm. you've just read out but she said her next tip was remember what you can control and what you can't pandemic is something we can't but we can control our reactions. And she's got a link there on her Wellbeing Whisperer blog, which I'll share. And she gave me a final tip, which I love. June is for joy, a positive emotion that is simple and glorious. Positive emotions are contagious. So the more we smile, laugh, dance like a wild one, appreciate, be kind, etc., the more we help others to pass it on and back to us. And she's got a free downloadable on her website, which we'll also share in the show notes. And thank you, Narelle. You just I had a I had a chat with her this morning on Zoom. Just I've been reaching out to all my Melbourne people and having chats, and it was just um, delightful to see her. And she's um, looking really well um, at the moment. So everyone's finding their own way through this. Um, and uh, we'll probably leave our so-called mini-sode, which ended up just being an episode anyway of On The Reg, <laughs> um, and I'll see how much snippety do I end up doing. But thank you for listening and thank you. We hope that we've lightened your pandemic lockdown load if you are in Melbourne or lockdown anywhere around the world actually. Uh, we love reviews if you feel like leaving one, but, hey, you do you in these difficult times. And you can always leave us a question on speakpipe.com forward slash thesis whisperer and we'd love to hear from you. You can see us talking on Twitter though, Jason. Where do they find you? You can find me at Jason Downs. And, and I just realised I just took over driving the bus. And you did. I, I, I know, right? Absolutely no. Like just, just took the wheel, grabbed just, it out of your hands. I just roll with it now. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect it. It's like, yep, sure, no worries. I'll, I'll, just, I'll move aside. <laughs> Well, you can find me on Twitter at Thesis Whisperer. <laughs> Promise you're not bossing Jason around at all. And um, we hope this pandemic episode has been as fun for you as it was for us. And we will see you with our normal programming in a couple of weeks. In Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Inga. Bye.